in a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Aw, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Just Us Nerds Podcast. I am, of course, MJ. With me, as always, my stalwart companion, Chris. We are broadcasting to you from Hill Valley, California. The year is 1959. And if our calculations are correct, you should be receiving this broadcast by about April 2016. Wow, Doc, that's heavy. Okay, so, um... What'd you read this week, Chris? Uh, well, I read, actually, a uh, bunch of comics. Um, we'll start off with... Why don't we start off with the Twilight Zone? There's a new Twilight Zone series, and it actually involves one of my favorite heroes. Like I explained in the last podcast, I, I tend to like the uh, older superheroes. So this one entails... Or, this one involves The Shadow. Uh, he was a, on the radio, right? He was yes. the who, who knows what evil lurks in the minds of men. In the, the heart of men. In the heart of men. The shadow knows. The shadow knows. Sort of a Batman kind of character. Kind of, except he actually has superpowers. Um, the shadow is known to actually become and transform himself into a shadow. He can... Makes sense. He blocks out his image to uh, villains to make himself invisible, but the only thing that shows is his shadow. Okay. Another thing he can do, he has mind control and that kind of stuff, but... Okay. Um, but a scary sort of, he was, he predates Batman. Yes, and he uses guns. And he uses guns, okay. Yep, that was the other thing too, so he uses guns. Um, I liked this comic. I thought the art was really good. Um, it's, a, it, it's sort of interesting, though, the concept of, you have the Twilight Zone, which is sort of its own anthology by itself, and now we're introducing, I don't think we've ever seen this before, where we've had a fictional character... Into something like into that. Into another fictional kind of anthology like this. Right. So it's written by David Avalon. Um, the art's done by Dave Acosta. Dave Acosta's done some beautiful work. This is uh, more like a 90s bright color, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, so, it, like I said, um, it, it read really well. It was kind of easy to get through. You know, it wasn't, like, full of dialogue or full of... Are you a of... fan of the original Twilight Zone? Yeah, yeah. I, uh... Did it have... I mean, does it have the same tone of that of that show? Yeah, I, I guess so. But uh, basically, I don't want to give everything away, but, you know, it starts off with the, the Shadows uh, doing a mission against the Neo-Nazis. You know? All right. So we've already okay. got Nazis. I hate those guys. I hate that. Yeah, not something about Nazis. They are the perfect villains. Right. It's like just anything. Who who can't get behind hating the Nazis, right? Except no. for I guess if you were a neo-Nazi, I, I guess. So Lamont Cranston, who is the shadow, it's the alter ego. It's actually kind of weird too. Is like when the shadow takes over, he also kind of changes his face. If you notice, like his nose and his jaw become like longer and elongated, and then afterwards. He's, you know, it goes back and... Instant nose job. Yeah. It's just Instant. boom, Instant. like that. So, um, finishes his mission, whatever, hops in the car, which is kind of neat. He's kind of like a Green Hornet type where he's got a driver. Okay. So, um... Or the Phantom, even, for that matter. Because the Phantom had a driver, too, didn't he? That's in the movie. He had a horse. He had a horse. Okay. He had a horse. But this guy's name is Shrevy. So, like, Chevy, but with a, you know... Clever. 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 But anyway, so they're involved in an accident, and when he wakes up, 
you know, the Twilight Zone actually kind of takes over. Portrait of a man dressing up like a superhero. He is about to take a hard left turn into a dimension known as the Twilight Zone. Uh, Do they have that? Do they have anything like that? No, 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 because it just wakes up and then it turns into the Twilight Zone. Oh, um, man, they can't. See, I, I, I'm, I'll give this a chance, but you can't have Twilight Zone without some Rod Serling, you know, I'm, I'm waiting. Rod, over. Rod Serling might actually show up. We don't know yet. But awesome. um, basically, I don't want to give everything away, but like I said, he Lamont wakes up, Ben, he's no longer the shadow so it's kind of like the the batman animated series that we had talked about there's an episode yeah called uh, uh oh man i had it a minute ago what was, dreams may for, come. no not what dreams may come it, i think it was the stuff that dreams yeah. are made of yes so batman gets knocked unconscious he wakes up he's bruce wayne right and no longer batman no longer batman there is a batman and so that's kind of the same yeah. premise of it's of kind this. of the same premise but what's actually kind of neat is he works for the shadow so he's one of his agents Shadow has okay. agents all throughout the city who report information and everything to him. It's kind of okay. like his little, you know, snitches guild. And um, <laughs> so he, uh, you know, but it, that's kind of where, where it takes off. It's an interesting idea. I mean, honestly, when I first saw it, I, I was like, eh, I'm not going to look at that. But you've actually convinced me. I kind of I want yeah, to take a look at that. I, I really enjoyed it. What about you? What have who, you read? Who, who publishes that? This is Dynamite. Way? This is uh, Dynamite Comics. Dynamite! <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. Nah, you set me up. Anyway, oh, okay. what are you reading? All right, so uh, this week I've, I've read a couple things. Uh, uh, I read uh, three through five of Batman TMNT. Okay. Uh, I've read uh, issue four of Dark Knight Returns, Master Race, uh, and I read uh, a new comic out by Dark Horse called Alien Defiant. Aliens Defiance. Now, does this have anything to do with? The original movies or the new reboots that they're doing? I think it takes place in the James Cameron continuity. It Well, there is actually a... Re- so, so first of all, I think it's very appropriate that we're talking about this comic yeah. book because we had earlier this week, we had... It, it was 426 right. or LB426, the name of the planet that they go to in Aliens. So happy was, Aliens Day, by the way. Happy belated Aliens Day. Give give go Find a friend. Give him a face hug. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... It, for those of you that are fans of the movies and the video games, there was a, a video game that came out that was called Alien Isolation. Did you ever hear of that? Uh, it sounds familiar, but it was something that I didn't Okay. Know of. Well, in, in the, the video game, you f- uh, play the game as Amanda Ripley. Oh. So uh, it was Ellen Ripley's, Sigourney Weaver's character's daughter. If you remember, in Aliens, we find out that when she wakes up from hypersleep, her daughter's been dead for, for right. like five or six years because she was she was gone out in space. So for this so long. was after like she became queen and all that, or no, 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 no. This this happens. So this story, if we're if we're it's in it between a, her hypersleep. If we're giving it a chronology, yeah, it takes place in between the events of Alien because when Sigourney Weaver, when Ripley leaves her daughter in the in the first Alien movie, her her daughter's a, a, a child. It was like her. I think they say in the movie Aliens that she last saw her on her tenth or eleventh birthday. Right. Uh, so between the end of the events in Alien and the beginning of Aliens, because we see just a brief glimpse of uh, okay of uh, Ripley of Amanda. So Ripley. what what's going on in this comic? Well, the the premise of it is that the company Whalen Utani, which is interested in you know getting this this creature and bringing it bringing it back uh, as, to use as a weapon, has enlisted this marine 
uh, called Zula Hendricks. Okay. And so she's she's part of the. Oh, Marine so it's Corps. another girl. Oh yeah, it's another girl. You okay. only see Amanda Ripley. I mean, she only has a what could be described as a cameo. But what I'm saying though is, this, you notice in in Aliens. Cameron loved using a woman as like his lead. Oh yeah, strong. Yeah, no, strong, the strong female, female type. Leads, and, de- yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. So the the premise of the movie is, or the it, it kind of I say movie because it is kind of like a almost. It's very cinematic in the way it's presented. The company has enlisted this marine to uh, go into a deep space salvage mm-hmm. with a group of synthetics, and it's interesting because the soldiers are all they're not real. They're synthetics, like like Bishop. I love. He was my favorite character. Yeah. But these are, whereas Lance Hendrickson and Aliens had sort of an endearing quality, mm-hmm. these synthetics have kind of creep. They don't have pupils, so they all have blank. So they all look eyes. like Shredder, like we talked about. They all look like Shredder. It's really, really disturbing. Or Batman, if you will, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or Batman. Um, so they recruit her for a deep salvage mission. They find this this large ship that uh, has been apparently abandoned, and of course, what do they find on that ship? Aliens! A shit ton of aliens. Yeah. Lots of aliens. So, uh, in the interest of not giving it away, I would say that I, I recommend this. The artwork on it is just is beautiful. I don't have that information pulled up who Neat. wrote it, who drew it, but I, I really recommend it. And it's part of a, a series. So okay. this is this is issue one. Um, so Dark Knight. Returns three, Master Race, issue four. Um, Fat Batman. Fat Batman. Uh, you haven't read it yet, so nope, I'm not. I have gonna, not gotten I, a I'm chance. Not gonna do Don't it. spoil it, or I'll kick it. your ass. Yeah, I'm not going to do any any spo- that. Although that might make for some interesting radio. <laughs> um, I am not. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. But wh- where do I begin with this? Uh, is it continuously going down the hill? It's just, for me. It is yeah. for for me. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's it's. All bad because I don't want to hate on it, and uh, it, it definitely has its bright moments. Um, the artwork, as I've said before, continues to be really good. Adam Kubert is nice. just—he's—he's he's really good with the the, the artwork. I—I uh, I tend to not be liking really the characterizations of Superman. Not so much Batman. For for it being a Batman book, we're kind of used to it, aren't we? I, I'm kind of, well with Frank Miller, yeah. But the interesting thing about this issue is. For it being a Batman book, yeah. I think when you read it, you're going to find there's really not that there's much There's not Batman. a lot of Batman. There's not a lot of Batman in this Batman book. It's more focused on characters like Superman, Supergirl, Wonder Woman. Um, I'd say the Robin. issue... Uh, yeah, I mean, even even Robin or or Cat Catwoman or Catgirl or whatever you want to call her, Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Kelly. Um, so, I mean, that that's all I have to say about that. Maybe once you've had a chance to read it, we can do a more in-depth review okay. of it. Um uh, and uh, and and Batman TMNT, uh, I think we you know we talked about that last time. I, yeah. I'm really just enjoying the hell out of that book. Yeah, I, I like I said from what I've read, I I love it. I I think it's a great storyline. Um, you know, I love the you know. Are you caught up on it? I believe so. I, I can't. You there know. is a moment. It's not. I don't no, no, think it's. Spo- it's not a spoiler. But there, there's a moment where I find it was such a definitive Batman moment for for me. And it's funny to see it in a crossover comic book. Mm-hmm. But in the story, do you remember there's a point where Raphael gets yes. kind of pissed off? Yes. And like in kind of true Raphael. Storms off. Storms off and is like, that's it. Forget it, you guys. This sucks. Yep. You know, he's upset because by this point in the story, their only means of returning to their universe has been destroyed. And it's just a matter of time before... Uh, the mutagen in their cells becomes completely inert, and they basically revert back to becoming regular turtles, or or just die. Right. So 
Uh, Raphael is just frustrated because it seems like all the other turtles aren't really... He, they're doing he, other things. They're, they're not things focusing on the problem. From his perspective. Yeah. So he storms out of the Batcave. Batman kind of tracks him down, follows I him. I did read this, yes. I takes did like him to this. Crime Alley. Yep. And there's this really... I'm not going to do it justice, so I'll just I'll paraphrase. But just this great scene where he explains to Raphael... This is why I do what I, didn't, I do. I didn't grow up to be... Because he even says, he goes, you're a wannabe freak. This with Raphael, yeah, 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 to Batman. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a wannabe freak. You do this for fun. Yeah, you do that's this, it. You do it for thrills. For, for thrills. You yeah. do it for kicks, basically. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, had Frank Miller been writing this book... Batman probably would have told him to fuck off and punched him in the nose or, or something like that. Crushed his skull with Crushed a brick. Skull. And I'm so glad Frank Miller's not writing this book. <laughs> Look, Frank, I'm not going to lie to you. I love you. However, you know, maybe that wasn't for you. I Yeah, Frank Miller, I, I have great respect for you. You're a giant in the industry. Uh, you do have done things I will never do in my lifetime. But I just lately, I'm not feeling your stuff. I apologize with, with all respect to you. Yeah. But the way that that scene was yeah. written, Batman yeah. just explaining... This is why I do what I do mm-hmm. to prevent the tragedy that happened to me from happening to anybody else. Yeah. It was just a very it was a very human moment and I think if you don't give Batman those human moments, you lose kind of what the essence of that character yeah. is. Agreed. And that's why like everybody gets mad when they're like, "Oh my god, are we really going to see his parents killed again?" You got to understand, his whole world started from that point. You can say that was the birth of Batman, was at that point. So, of course, they're going to relive it and reshow it. You know? I'll add one thing to that, too, Chris. For Batman is... The, why does he keep doing this night after night after night after night, dressing up like a Batman and... Uh, like a bat... Like a he, Batman. He's dressing up like a Batman. Yeah. <laughs> dressing up like a bat and beating the shit out of criminals. It's because in that perfect kind of, like metaphor for post-traumatic stress disorder yeah, absolutely. he relives that moment every single day so i i think you have in a batman movie any batman movie you have to illustrate that you have to show his parents getting killed and maybe come up with creative ways of doing it right but that is the essence of the character this is something he it, it's not something that happened to him it's something that is happening to him. Right. It's it's a constant battle with him and that's the thing. He yeah, he's on a battle against crime, but there's a battle between himself. He always has that. Yeah, the so. the guilt, the the guilt. Yeah. I should have done something. But I, I like that I, I did like that part where he shows him and, you know, and Raphael kind of chills out a he, little bit. He he softens a little bit cuz he realized he was wrong about him. And and too, that was very much I thought the characterization was solid all the way through because right down to the movies the, the comic books, yep. Raphael is that sort of Wolverine well, character. The thing I was going to say, the, the one thing that I really liked was um, you can see that Batman relates the most with Raphael. You can kind of see that. And, you know, I mean, then again... Like the rage, the anger. Yeah, he's got that anger problem and, he, and he's able to, to talk to him and try to kind of take him under his wing, if you will. and Wing. I nah, see, I see nah, what you did there, sir. Well played, nah. sir. But... Like I said, it's a really, really good part. I do suggest reading it. I'm going to say one more thing, but I know you want to talk about Rocketeer. Yeah. Uh, one, one more thing, one scene that I really just enjoyed in that comic book is where Leonardo and Batman are sparring. Yes. And so Splinter's watching them spar, watching them fight. and then He's critiquing him. He's, he's critiquing him, and then Splinter says, he goes, uh, you know... Be careful you of know, your footing. Watch your watch your footwork. You know he's you know he's he's playing with you, 
And so Batman says back to Splinter, his footwork looks fine to me. Yeah. And the Splinter's like, I wasn't talking to Leonardo. Yeah. And <laughs> that's another thing, too, which it kind of made me mad, but it kind of made me laugh, too, was that Leonardo actually throws Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, I'm like, nah, all right, listen, this guy is a master of every single form of martial arts ever to be in existence. He obviously would destroy these turtles. However, I'm sure, you know, maybe there's that slight chance. I think, how do you show that a character is a badass? You have them at least once get the better of a badass character. I'll give you that. Right? So, I mean, how do you show how much of a badass Leonardo is? You do it by having him throw Batman. It's Otherwise, it's like, yeah, if, if Batman could just kick all of their asses, it's like, yeah, sure. Well, you know, yeah. whatever. No one I'll bats an eye at it. But, but it's, I think for storytelling purposes, it was really clever. Anyway, All right. Rocketeer at War, issue number so, two. So, Rocketeer at War. I have not read this, so... All right. Um, it continues, you know, this This is an ongoing series. Uh, it is done by IDW. So, once again, one of our, our favorite companies that we keep we talking about. I love IDW. Um, the plot, I love this, plot and art is by Dave Bullock. So, he's like, look, I got this idea. This is going to be the plot. And you're going to put that in the comic book. You're going to do this. So the script, the actual script and written is by Guggenheim and... and such a great name. And Bullock. Guggenheim. Guggenheim. Is it Guggenheim? Yeah. Is this Guggenheim? Yeah. So, um, but it, it kind of continues. Um, Clifford Secord has been given the rocket. He now has on a mission. He actually starts off in a mission. He's in the Pacific. And not giving anything away, but it was actually kind of neat. He actually like falls in the water, and I see boobs. Yeah, there, there's. Uh, Why are there boobs? They're they are nymphs, believe it or not. He calls them sea nymphs, but in term reality, he actually smacked his head pretty hard, and those are actually um, depth charges. Oh man, I hate it when that happens. You I know, when I, it, we all mistake mistake breasts for, for for depth charges, or the other way around. See, I did that again. I reversed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, strike that. Reverse either, it. Strike that and reverse it. I hate it when I. Well, you know what? Either way, I hate it when I mistake boobs for explosives and explosives for boobs. It's just either way. It's it's it's, it's a terrible lose. thing. So, but he's on his mission, whatever, and um. And what's kind of neat is now they're actually glorifying the Rocketeer. They have him actually in the movie theaters, you know, and um, Betty's seeing him. And actually, this story actually has more to do with Betty because she kind of, not jealous, but she feels that she wants to do her part. So she actually becomes a uh, USO girl, you know, to go over there and sing for the guys and all that kind of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. We find out that Clifford actually has a team now. Um, He's being led by some colonel. And then, but he brings on PV, so we're happy to see his mechanic and his engineer. Played epically by Alan Arkin in yep. the original Rocketeer. Yep. So, but he says that he needs help, and he, they actually call back to the guys at the airfield. And those guys, it becomes like a Black Hawk situation, so now they become a squadron. What, what, explain, uh, can you explain the Black Hawks for some of our, yep. our listeners? Black Hawks are... All two of them. Yeah. We're a group, by the way, we love you. Um, we do love you. So the Blackhawks were a early group in the 40s, and they were a pilot from each uh, each member of the uh, powers. Like the allied? The allied yeah, powers. The allied powers. And they each were in the same plane, and the leader of it, his name was Blackhawk. Okay. And that was kind of his superhero thing. And he actually, they all had suits, which was kind of cool. They looked like Kato. 
Except on the on the chest, they actually have the black hawk. Yeah, they had like pilots caps. Right. I know you're talking about they have right. like pilots caps and the kind of uniform. Uh, yeah, kind of one of the earliest like uniformed yeah. super teams. Yeah. So and then they you know um, they did their missions and socked old Adolf on the jaw. Uh, another thing, I I still love that they keep doing this. They keep putting center posters. That's nice. And these are just beautiful. And they're ads. They're ads to buy. IDW comic books. I, I'm gonna. I'll take a picture of that and, and post it on the yep. Facebook page so people can, can take check a look. it out. Make sure that you, uh, if you're listening to us, if you're not listening to us on Facebook, check us out on our Facebook page. It's um, Just Us Nerds podcast. Just do a search for that on Facebook, and I, I try to post pictures uh, of the stuff that we we reference because I know it's hard sometimes to kind of imagine, what? you know, what you know with with video games and television, just people's imaginations and yeah. just. Another thing that's fantastic, actually, guys, uh, I don't know where you're where you're hearing this, but we are on YouTube and we're on SoundCloud as well as putting our stuff up on the Facebook page. So um, you can you can get us on multiple. Uh, we are available for you. Multiple everywhere. media. We are nearing omnipresence. So uh, I don't want to give everything away, but I I think this is only getting better and better. I'm really excited to find the third issue so that I can read. That. I, I have it. I just I haven't read it yet, but I'm I'm excited to read it. Okay, great. Uh, well, now we're jumping into our, our current trends section. So th- this was the, the topic that I selected, um, the concept of the reboot re- slash relaunch. Oh, here are the reboots. So, so I'm, let me, let me clarify what I mean about this, Chris. I'm, I'm just talking about any, any reboot or relaunch that has occurred either in a comic book movie, or, uh, no, excuse me, in a comic book or or a movie property, right, right. or just any kind of any piece of fiction where they discard all or most of the continuity and just start over new. So, for example, just to, if if you're not familiar with the concept, just speaking more to people listening to this, um, the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield was a reboot of the Sam Raimi right. Uh, right. series with and Tobey Maguire. Now- now we have Tom Holland. We have Tom Holland. Uh, who's going to do his own reboot. Rebooted and... for, for a third time. Um, and so that's just an example of the movies in the, the comic books. Uh, this has actually been done a couple times in DC and Marvel. And uh, I thought it was appropriate. Yeah, we had the Ultimates. We had, um, you know, the New 52. And they both did the reboots and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and, and even with New 52, which was DC, now they're, they're going to be doing... Uh, what's called rebirth, which is going to take place actually ne- this coming month May, in in May. Yeah, where uh, it's uh, they're kind of starting over again. And I've already seen some of the images and something we're going to talk about. Um, I you want to talk about it from a visual perspective? From a visual perspective, I I'm one of those. I thought the new Fifty Two. I actually thought it was beautiful. Um, I actually liked a lot of the changes. I, I thought I liked v- the go fast lines. V- visually, the, yeah. the talk about yeah. the go fast lines. The go fast lines, and what I mean by that is, you know, Batman suit actually looked armored. It actually had little pieces in it. Uh, Flash, instead of just being all red, had like the yellow lines kind running segmented. through. Segmented, yeah, segmented. Yeah. It looked like the... piece by piece kind of a thing. And um, from a cosplay perspective, I was like, oh, okay, that just I can build it piece by piece. Um, Incidentally, I did try drawing go fast lines on some of my my running clothing, and it did not make me any faster well, at all. Sometimes you, you maybe you didn't draw them right. That could be. That might be it. Um, I did like with Superman that they got rid of his underwear on the outside. You know, See, I'm, I, I'm I'm a weird guy. I'm I'm a traditionalist. I miss that. I've grown to accept it. No, and I get you. I get that. But I liked. That's actually, and and you know me, like I like Superman. 
don't get me wrong, but he's not one of my favorites. I know. But that depiction and drawing of Superman is actually one of my favorites. I love the collar. I love the red outline on the outside. Do, do you know why, just before you move on, you know why the superheroes used to have the underwear on the outside? Just faster to change? No, no. It, it was because the the comic artists based their appearance off like the wrestlers and luchad- luchadors. Eh, makes sense. And so they wore their underwear on the outside, so it was made to look like a wrestling. God damn you, Mil Mascaras. See, that's right. <laughs> um, so anyway, sorry. No, but like I said, um, I, I they turned Aquaman into a badass, which is something that I love. I'm a big Aquaman fan. Uh, you're, so, you are you big Aquaman. So. For, for me, I was like, okay, finally we have, you know, one of the comic book covers has um, Arthur's got, I forget who he's got down on the ground, but he's got the trident up, up against his throat and it shows him kind of being a badass. He's got kind of, he they gave him kind of chops. Yeah, like he's mutton, got he's, mutton chops. Well, he's a sailor. He's got to have the chops. He's got to have the chops. So, um, like I said, but then, we, you know, we had the Ultimates where they kind of changed things around. Oh, ultimates now for those ultimates listening, Marvel. That's, this is Marvel. They kind of yeah. reimagined... Uh, the Marvel Universe in more with more of a contemporary update. Yep, yep. So, so yeah, I mean, what do you think about just the idea of... Let's start first with maybe just in comic books. What do you what do you think about the concept of doing the, the reboot slash relaunch? And, and let me correct myself. The this, this rebirth, from what I've heard, it's not being considered as a reboot because they're not undoing the stuff that was... Right. It's more of it's a rebranding. Well, the one thing that I love with them is they'll say... They're like, oh, it's not a reboot. What do they do? Oh, it's in World 27. And you're like, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. They'll find kind of creative ways around yeah. that. But what, So what's your opinion on that I, when they do this in comics? I enjoy them. I think it's always fun to read new lines and how things work. Um, but the thing is, is they got to stop doing it every two to three years. you got to stop doing that. Like, do it every... Agreed. Like, every... Five to ten. I mean, five's a little on the newer side, but you know, leave it alone for a little while. I think let how people. Old is do... New Fifty Two. Um, let me let me do some research. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. While you're looking that up, I'll, I'll I'll just say I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. It feels I don't know how long it's actually been, but it feels as though the reboots have been occurring quite frequently, and I, I think that's more of a business decision. I mean, I'm sure it's more of a business decision decision rather than a creative decision right. so new 52 was 2011 all right so that's still yeah, five, really new yeah that, that's still pretty new to be it's four to be years doing it. it it's a business decision yeah agreed they're probably like oh our sales are dipping let's put superman in a different suit see because i i think it was done to 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 i mean no i know it was done to pull in new readers oh yeah and uh i you know some of the changes you talked about with new 52 i liked Yep. Uh, some of them I, I really didn't care for. Nope, I agree. Uh, I'm more of a Superman fan than you are, and I, I really didn't like the way that they treated the character. Like I told you, in New I like I liked the drawing, but I didn't like that they made him a dick. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Because I love the I love the banter between um, Bruce and Clark. I love that banter because it's light and dark, and this is just dark and darker. If they're just both assholes, then it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's not you're fun. a dick. Well, you're an even bigger dick. Oh, yeah? Oh. Well, you're an alien dick. You Martha. Know? Yeah. Oh. Did we just become best friends? Yup. Ah. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, when is it, when's a reboot you can think of where it really did, where the, uh, the timing was good, the changes really made uh, a, a difference? Uh, for me, I think it's, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'll agree with that. Uh, comic book wise, yes, I thought that was a great reboot. You, you want to explain maybe a little bit? Oh no, why don't people you? People don't know what it what it is. 
<laughs> no, by all means. By all means. After you, sir. Yes. Um, We're polite here on this show. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, all right, so Crisis on Infinite Earths was uh, a reboot, one of like the, the first, I think, major reboots that took place in the DC Universe. It was in the, the 1980s. And at this point in the DC Universe, you had all of this continuity for all of these characters that uh, was in really confusing. You had multiple Earths, multiple versions of Superman, multiple versions of, of Batman with yep. all of these different histories, all of these different continuities. What Crisis on Infinite Earths did, and it's available in trade paperback, I encourage you to go out to your local comic book store, buy a copy. Uh, we've got a couple places locally. If you're in the Central Florida area, I highly recommend Vieira Comics, which is up on Wickham Road near Vieira. I also recommend um, what's it? Gods and Monsters yep. over in Orlando. That's fantastic. If you're closer to the uh, kind of Melbourne, Palm Bay area, I recommend Famous Faces and Funnies. Uh, harumph! <laughs> um, so anyway, the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths had this this uh, several issue event that did away with all of the extra Earths, right? And simplified the DC universe into one Earth, one history, one continent. But what they kind of did was they were like, okay, all of you Earths are gonna battle. Oh no no no! I think you're thinking about. Is that Convergence. Like, no, that's Convergence. They, that's did, that, it they did that in Convergence. No, See, it, this is too many damn reboots. You're, exactly. You, you, you lose track of them after a while. It's like, well, which Superman are you talking about? You're talking about New 52 Superman? Pre-New 52? long hair rebirth Superman? Pre-52, but post-Crisis on Infinite Earths, regular diesel or unleaded Superman? I have <laughs> no clue. So, But that, that was, I think, a much-needed reboot, which, unfortunately unfor- or unfortunately, depending on your point of view... Uh, they basically undid with, yeah. with with because they brought back the multiverse in I think Convergence and yeah. I think they did it in they even did it in Final Crisis. Yeah. So uh, so for me anyway, Crisis on on Infinite Earth I think was a reboot that was functionally did what it needed to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think the story was was very good. So I like that one. What, what about you? Like I said, comic book wise, I agree with you there. Um, for me. Really, the big change, like Marvel-wise, I really loved was the Ultimates. And they made it a different world. Like, it was their own kind of world. Mm-hmm. But for me, I love that. They updated everything. They made Captain America actually in a military uniform. He's not in spandex. Visually, yeah. What they did for the Captain America yeah. costume, even with the Ultimates now universe passing, they've retained, yeah. I think, a lot of those elements. I, I loved that. Um, they actually showed a little bit more depth. They actually kind of changed the characters around which I love like Hank Pym you know nobody really liked Ant-Man you know they were like eh, who gives a crap he's a guy who rides on an arrow they actually kind of I love it because he's jaded because he tried to get on a team before they didn't let him on the team and now they need his help and what does he do he, he has kind of a he had a, kind of a competition with with Bruce Banner yes yes and with Stark and like it was all three of them and with Stark yeah he yeah, had yeah, the yeah, issue that's right, that's right but like you know I think it's one of the cells. It's one of my favorites. Um, Shield comes in to talk to him, uh-huh. and he's got his helmet on. And all of a sudden, you look behind him, and it says uh, "Screw you and ants." You know, I mean, he's, he's now that's how you resign. That's exactly that's how it. you resign. If you want to, if you want to just resign from your job, you do it with that. You get ants. You I don't know how you could do it. Maybe you get some honey, like spell out "screw Something. you," bring the ants with you. But that's how you resign yep. from a job. But you know, like I said, um, but it also showed it uh, kind of in depth because it shows him like. He's kind of a fragile guy. His ego kind of, you know, screws with him. And then Janet kind of keeps poking at him, you know. And... There's this horribly brutal oh, domestic yeah. violence scene. <laughs> it's kind of a scary scene. It, but, it is. But, you know, 
and like, they, it's domestic violence with superpowers. And the thing is, for me, that I looked at it, and I, I still look at it, and I'm like, wow, dude. They kind of went there, and it was like they went total cartoon on it. How does he finish her off? She, Which, <laughs> she shrinks down into wasp size. So, so Hank Pym and his wife, the wasp, are having they're a fight. The they're having domestic other. violence fight. They're fighting. She's actually other. winning. Yeah, she's, she's kicking she's the shit kicking out of him. She's kicking the crap out of him. And then she starts stinging him and all this kind of stuff. What does he do? He takes out like a can of Raid. And he just sprays her. <laughs> and, you know, it's terrible. Take but, that. Yeah, but they, they were like one of the first, you know, they, they showed. Yeah, guess what? Being a superhero is not easy. And, and, I mean, they really captured the humanity of those characters. I mean, in that scene, I mean, you have this, this horrible episode. It was, you know, the, the cartooniness of, uh, of, of the, the spray, spray. can yeah. aside, it's this very human yeah. scene about these yeah. two flawed people and their dysfunctional relationship. And, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was done really well. Well, even still, like, you know, like I said, with, with Hank, his, uh, you know, he becomes Giant Man. And yeah. he's in the suit and all this kind of stuff. And they're like... Hank, stick to the mission. He's like, and he goes, mind your own damn business. Like, he's not a team player. No, he's, you know, no, no, no. But before, you know, he'd always been that little sidekick. And he's like, okay, guys, I'll do whatever you want. Oh, you want me to ride on this arrow? You got it. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know? No, I mean, no problem. No problem. I'm your man. No, they... they, they Ant-Man. The, the Ultimates uh, definitely added dimension to, yeah. to a, a lot of the characters. Movie-wise... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll say, I think... DC started with the good up the they needed a reboot um and it started with the Christopher Nolans like the, the Batman oh, yeah. movies and that yeah, was yeah. that was really where it all started and I You're not counting Superman Returns I noticed. No, no because because I proceeded That movie was decent up until Superboy pushes the damn piano. <laughs> that pissed me off. Like literally I remember being in the theater and I literally stood up, raised my hands in the air, and went, done, and I walked out. Oh, my God. I refused. I feel like that ex- needs explanation. Explain why. why. Why were you offended by that by that scene? Superman can't impregnate Lois. It's impossible. <laughs> they talk about it all the time. Well, you it's see, Chris, impossible. when a man and a woman love each other he very, shoots very her. much. Yes, but when he arrives, it'll be like a shotgun blast. And then <laughs> she's not going to have a head. And he's probably going to kill the neighbors, too. Oh, Chris. I'm sorry, sir, but I, <laughs> must I remind you that the Superman Returns movie takes place in the Donner continuity. In that Donner continuity, in super, if I'm putting on my super nerd glasses now. Excuse me, Chris. If, 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 may I remind you um, that in Superman 2... Uh, Superman gives up his powers in which he shares a romantic evening with Lois Lane, night on which they conceive said child, ergo he was fully human. Yeah, but even comic book fans don't even recognize Superman too. What? No, they don't with the stupid cellophane S and all... All you right. do the Donner cut, it's different. That's what, yeah, exactly. You do the Donner cut, yeah. then it's completely well, different. Even in the Donner cut, though, he still no. loses his power. Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. Okay, so, oh, also, I've got something for you for Superman Returns. All right. Superman's drinking beer. Take that. There he is consuming alcohol. He's all American. He's an all American man. He's one of us. Superman's, never mind. He's, what does he drink? Do you remember what is it? Is he like a Pilsner? He's a Budweiser guy. Is he a Budweiser? He's a Budweiser guy. That makes sense. With a label out. He's kind of a, you know, yeah, label he's, out. He's kind of an average Joe kind of kind of dude. So, uh, all right. So I, I guess so. We've kind of shared some of our our favorite kind of favorite and not you know well, non preferred relaunches and reboots. Yeah. Um, the, as far as the overall concept goes, uh, of the of the relaunch, the the, the reboot. Um, they need to slow down. 
So it, it is a strategic move when it's used properly, when it's used as a creative tool to move the narrative forward, uh, when it is... See, I don't even know if it... I, I guess it's necessary in like that crisis on infinite earth type of thing where you have all of this continuity. Right. I think if you're looking, though, to redefine a character, I feel like you can you can move them forward. Well, I agree with that. Like I was just going to say, you know, you want to do a costume change a little bit or something like that? I'm cool with that. But don't just rip their world apart and then be like, this is it now. Uh, yeah, and I feel like some Little of the things... Little changes they, are good, well, but don't... Even, even big changes, like... They gave Batman a son. Like, that's canon. But I agree with that. Though. Yeah, and, that, and that's good. But you know, it worked. It moves... No, it moves the character forward. It progresses. Right. It, it adds something new. Yeah. That, that, and, and I think if, if we want these comic books to be around, you know, when you and I are both old men, to, yeah. you know, then I think you need... And to keep it interesting, you need to have the characters grow and evolve. And that's what pissed me off to no end when they, they ruined... Spider-Man ruined, ruined. Spider-Man with, with that I've one. I've never seen you this oh angry before. Got, if you can see me, I've got a vein popping out Holy in the crap. middle of my forehead. I've got nine one one on speed dial. Ruined. They had okay. So, J. Michael Straczynski. He's love him, hate him. I love I loved his run on the Amazing Spider-Man. He made some very controversial changes to the character. He had Aunt May uh, discover that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Loved it. Loved it. Hear me. All right. Let me make the argument. I'm going to make the argument for you. First of all, okay, you you, you mean to tell me that someone like Peter Parker, who is as close to his family, is going to lie to them just for the rest of his life? Mr. Guilty? Mr. Guilty is going to lie to to his Aunt May for the rest of his life. Not to mention that she is such an idiot that she can't (laughs) see that her nephew is is Spider-Man. She does his laundry, for Christ's sake. Right. So so that's, that's one. I thought, brilliant move. Two, we have, um, you know, Mary Jane and and Peter Parker. They they had been split up before that. We yeah. didn't get back together. There was even talk of them having, you know, having a kid, having having a baby. Wait a minute. So they got married and now they're divorced. <sighs> You're setting me up for that. You're... Ooh, ooh, you have called down the thunder, sir, and, and, and I will not disappoint you. What do they do? What do they do? Do they have them get divorced? No, Chris. I'm glad you asked. They don't have them get divorced. What do they do? They have Aunt May get shot. They have Aunt May get shot. And then they have Spider-Man make a deal with Mephisto. Mar- Mar- Mephisto is, I can't even talk. I'm so angry. Mephisto, Marvel's version of, of the devil, make a deal with Mephisto, basically, to save the life of Aunt May, but at a cost. And you want to know what that cost was, Chris? What was that cost, Jay? The cost was they their entire marriage, Peter and Mary Jane's entire marriage, undone. Never happened. No, no offense, but I know in a bunch of relationships, that would have been such a terrible deal. Oh, it was just aggravating. Aggravating. You know what? If you don't want them together anymore, just have them get divorced. But don't take a character like Spider-Man and introduce all this metaphysical bullshit to a character that's primarily built on science. Okay. Or, or urge to urge to kill subsiding. Or, or I, I believe that Aunt May is more of a title figure than Mary Jane. Wouldn't you believe? A title figure, like a main. main you character? see her more, yeah, than Mary Jane. Uh, maybe, but I mean. So to me, honestly, if they were going to shoot somebody, they could have shot her. Well, th- there was actually a what if issue that they did. What if Mary Jane See? got shot in- instead? But uh, a- anyway, uh, if they be- had to shoot somebody b- before my rage builds again, I just I thought that was one. It wasn't tech. It was sort of a mini reboot within the Spider-Man universe where they just they start everything over 
at at kind of uh, they reset everything. He so Spider Man's single again. He's not married to Mary Jane. Aunt May's still alive, and that kind of stuff. When you do a reboot in that way, where you're not moving the narrative forward, yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not advancing the character. Uh, I I just think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because I think it's more interesting what makes... Stop, because then they're going to redo it. Now they're going to be like, okay, we're doing another reboot. <laughs> oh, James says he doesn't like it. Reverse. Reverse. I don't think that... I would be fine with that. And you know what, uh, Joe... You Kas- want the J edition. Joe, Joe Casada, if you're still... If you're listening to this or, or whoever... Casada, if you're... St- no, he, I don't think he's the editor-in-chief. Marvel editor-in-chief, if you're listening to this podcast... Please wow, bring back I the, the marriage. Said, I cannot believe you just said that. Yeah, I, please, please bring it back because it just, just bring it back. Just bring back to us. Bring, bring back to us. Oh my god. And Antuxibalinga. Did anyone get that? Did you yeah, get that? yeah, I got it. Antuxibalinga. Bring, bring back to us. Okay, so, so anyway, so I, I think, you know, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like a loaded weapon. You know, the reboot is like a loaded weapon. In the hands of the right person, you can do some good. In the hands of the wrong person, it's a tragedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Woo! I, 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 whew, all right, just simmer woo! down. Simmer down. Urge to kill fading. Urge to kill fading. Uh, Chris, do you he want was, to say anything in, else? Yeah, and uh, Axel Alonso is now the uh, the uh, editor-in-chief. Mr. Axel Alonso. They're right. You gotta have the... Mr. Mr. Axel Alonso. Yeah. Sir, please. Yeah, sexy talk. I implore you. Yeah. Bring back the marriage of the Spider-Man with the with the Mary Jane, please. Yeah. Please. Por favor. Alright, so all right. Yeah, that's well, Ralph Stano. Like I said, know, I, I wanna... they need to bring him back, but it, it needs to be less. I, I yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to hear other people's opinions about you know this topic. Uh, leave comments on uh, on Facebook, leave comments on YouTube. Uh, you said condiments. I was like, I was like, gonna leave ketchup on there. Leave condiments. You want to leave condiments? That's cool too. I mean, ketchup, mustard, whatever. barbecue sauce, whatever. I'm good. But yeah, no, I agree, guys. Uh, the more you interact with us, the more we can have fun. The more that um, we can actually talk to you guys, which is actually going to be up to our, our next part. That I'm kind of excited. You wanted to go? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. And and if you if you send us a letter, I, I I promise you, and I will do my best. This is my vow to you. I like this. Actually. I will read your letter. Doing the impression of your choice. Yeah. To the best, within the best of my ability. So, let's say you want to have Christopher Walken read your letter. Hey, I, I'll do it if that's what you want. That See, that's just a little taste. That's, that's it. See? Just a little taste. That's, that's all you're going to get. That's all you're going to get. You want Arnold reading your letter? This final read your letter. It's good. It's perfect performance. I really love it. Just a little taste. So, just a little taste. Like I said, the, the more you interact, the more, you know, we've had. And I'll be honest with you, the response that we've had... Over since this is our fourth it's episode, great. it's been great. Absolutely fan, you know. You guys make the show, and being told, you know, your ideas and and what you guys like and and what you guys want us to to talk about, um, is is really what makes our show. And that's that's something I want to I want to bring out to as I call I, I call them this week. I call them the squad members. I and, like that. Yeah, I the like Justice that. Nerd Squad members and June Squad. Yeah, June Squad. See, <laughs> I like that. And so you guys. You know, get in contact with us because that's how this works. We're we're this, doing this for fun. This is a conversation, but it's for us. This is not. This is this is not meant to be a lecture. This is right. a conversation. So, with that in mind, um, we actually received a decent number of letters. Actually, we we got a, a bunch of emails and stuff like that talking about the show, and you know, uh, except that one guy, and you know who you are. He told us that we need to jump in front of a bus. We'll. Uh, I'm gonna find you, sir. Yeah, we, I, we, I will we, find we, you. We will find you. All right, yeah, it's just a matter of. So time. out of the hat, I picked one. 
And uh, it's what kind of hat was it? What kind of hat? Yeah, well, you said you picked it out of a hat. Is it like a like a fedora or like a like a like a magician's hat? Ah. Was it like was it like the Harry Potter sorting hat? No, it was like a derby. Okay, See? all right, like hey. a bowler. Yeah, it was a bowler. Like, oh, all right. Yeah. So you drew a you drew a letter out of a bowler. All right, all right. All right. So this is from uh, Jeremy in New York. Okay, Jeremy reads. See, He's doing the KCK. Got to do right. that. All right. Um, all right, Jeremy reads. Hey guys, love the show. Um, Wanted to talk to you guys about movies. I'm a huge movie buff. What are you guys excited about for this this summer? Because there's going to be tons of summer movies coming. So Jeremy says, keep up the good work. Uh, can't wait to listen. Party on. Have fun. Oh, party on, Jeremy. Party on, Jeremy. All right. Uh, th- this summer's huge. I mean, this. I mean, the elephant at the 600-pound gorilla, or or elephant, or you know, animal of your choice. Ooh, ooh, ooh! We could call him a beast boy, if you will. We could call him the, the you know the 500-pound beast boy in the room. Ah, uh, civil war. Oh, god. I mean, uh, that's. I mean, that is going to be probably the biggest movie this summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm so excited for this. Um, now I gotta ask, which side are you on? You know, I I think I'm I'm Team Cap. All but right. I th- yeah, I think I think I'm a team cap man. I, th- I think I'm team cap, but you know what? If this movie's really good, I I think the movie's gonna make me struggle with it. But the thing is, did you? I don't know if you've. I'm one of those. I like to read a little bit about the. You know, I try to find storylines. I try to find you know hidden stuff. I like spoilers. I really don't care. But for me, it's. I don't think it's gonna actually be a lot based on the comic. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Because if you think about some of the greatest. Like, uh, Winter this, Soldier. Winter yeah. Soldier did not... I mean, it borrowed elements from the right. Ed Brubaker novel, but it didn't It didn't follow it lockstep. And I, th- I think it was it was great. I think it's I, one of the best Marvel movies they've made. That, honestly, is my favorite Captain America movie. But you know what the easy thing was for me was they actually showed how strong he really is. And it had Cap knocking people through doors and actually using his shield. Using his shield, yeah. Doing all kinds of... And showing that he's a fast learner. He's learned the, all these martial arts... Since that time, it's got some of the best fight choreography. Oh, uh, that scene where he's fighting Batroc. Yes, and who's uh, GSP by the way, George Saint Pierre. Ah, okay. MMA oui, oui. star, very fantastic. He's a uh, French Canadian. Où se trouve la salle de bain, as they say in in French? Yeah, yeah. Where so is the bathroom? Very important. Uh-huh. Very important phrase. So, um, but you also see other characters that we've kind of seen coming together. We get to see, of course, Ant Man with it. But there's the hint. Do you want me to spoil it or no? Eh, spoil it. Okay. He is going to be Giant Man. And it really, to be honest though, there's like pop figures of Giant Man and stuff like that already out. So I'm it not really a, spoiling yeah, anything. It was spoiled already. So, it was spoiled already. you know, um, then we have Falcon kind of finally coming into his own. Uh, one thing you see in the trailer too, which I thought was a neat thing, he has uh, Red Wing. Yeah, as the drone. It's a drone. I love. I love. That's such a great update. Yeah. I love that. See, that. that's an example. We were talking about reboots, reimaginings. That's a reboot, yep. reimagining, update, done right. For an yeah. update. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, too, he took his wings, and he takes them off and kind of makes like a riot shield out of them. You'll see him walking, and his wings are like bulletproof shield kind of I thing. I like that. I like that. And, you know, um, another thing we're going to see, we're going to see what happened to Brock Rumlow. And yeah, we're going to yeah. see Crossbones. And, um, you know... I was just going to say, before you move on to anything else, my brother, Rando... Yeah, uh, Lando. <laughs> not... Lando Rando. Yeah. Whatever works. Not a fan of Falcon. <laughs> if we ever have him on the show, it's so funny because he's he's got like this such an engineering brain and he's like, 
Why do you even need a Falcon? He's ba- you have Iron Man. Like, he flies. What is the point of a Falcon? He's like basically Iron Man, but not as cool. <laughs> I He's just, got machine guns. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, my brother goes, oh, yeah, machine guns, so what, whatever. Like, pew, 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 pew. Well, Iron Man's got repulsor blast. I'm just, I'm, I'm playing the part of it. Not only with one Iron Man, we kind of have two. We get War Machine back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just made me think of that. That, that yeah. That's all. Please, I didn't so mean to we get War Machine back. Um, another thing that I thought was great in the trailer, you see, you see more of Scarlet Witch. And she does a superhero landing. Superhero landing, it's, yeah. It is to- total, it, totally impractical. It's bad on the knees. Really bad on the knees. Really not bad. Not good at all. But she was able to, to stick it out. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see it. So that is when I'll probably be there day one. May 6th? Next, you Next realize week? We're, we're a week away from We it. are a week away. We are totally having an entire right. episode dedicated to reviewing. What are we movie. excited about? Uh, well, how do you feel about Ninja Turtles? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Now let me tell you a little story with this one because the first movie, I actually had to drag Jay to there. Literally. And he, at the end of the movie, looked at me and he goes, I am never seeing another movie again. He just wasn't a fan. Um, Do you want to tell him? Tell him the Splinter thing. I I think that's one of the greatest things and I loved our conversation with that. Oh, where where do I begin? Where where he learned his martial arts. Start with that. Okay, so he learned Splinter, the master... uh, uh, of the Ninja Turtles who teaches them the way of the ninja. Where, where does he learn it? Does, does he learn it, you know, training in the in the Far East somewhere? Does, does, he, does he learn Follow it? Follow Master you know? Yoshi? Does he, does he go up to Ray Shal Ghul's, you know, temple in the League of Shadows? Or does he learn it from a karate book that someone managed somehow to flush down a fucking toilet? Any guesses? Any guesses? Uh, can I... Can you want to raise your... Chris has got his hand raised. Can I Chris? Yeah, sure. Well, right. How does he learn it? No, no, no. Here, here's my thing, though. Okay, so he didn't learn it from Master Yoshi. Yeah, he learned it from a book, but we have a walking, talking rat who has thought and has an, a deal concept of himself, and you have an issue with him reading a book. Yep. <laughs> yep, because it takes me out of the movie. Yep. It t- I'm gesticulating right now for those of you that... Oh, you, my you, God. All of you can't see this. Yes, yes. All right, and then uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Hulks. Yeah. They were really big. They were too big. And, you know, and then Megan Fox, you know, and just, just I mean, uh, yeah. All right. So let's, now let's talk about the new movie. <laughs> the new movie. Here's yes. the thing. I think. I hate to say that I think I might be excited about this. I'm really excited. Uh, I think Michael Bay might have nailed this one on the head. Because he's actually added a couple more characters. I don't think he, I don't think he directed it though. See, look, it's directed by Dave Green. Dave Green. So it's great. Protege, I think he's a protege of Michael I'm, Bay. I'm okay with that. But here's the thing I'm excited about. They added Baxter Stockman. And of course, did you see who's playing him? <laughs> Medea. It's Medea <laughs> himself, Mr. Tyler Perry. I'm going to make you some mutants, hello. Hello. So, but then we get Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. I know. And they used Seamus, who is a WWE star. He's like the bright red hair, and they turned him into Rocksteady. Uh, And they look, I think they're going to be great. It's going to be great. These Michael Bay movies, it's like, it's like Taco Bell. It's like Taco Bell. Like, you see it, and it's like, you know when you eat it, you're going to regret it later that you ate it. But But you you really don't care. You eat it anyway. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, they're going to sucker me in. I know they're going to sucker me in. So that's my, that's, I don't know that I would call that excited. but I love the banter. Like, you actually see Michelangelo in one of the trailers. He looks at uh, Bebop and he goes, 
whoa, you're rocking the mohawk. Good for you, dude. And he looks at me and goes, oh, y'all got jokes, huh? And that's funny. <laughs> I like you know? that. Yeah, that was good. Um, you got Stephen Amell. We got green, Stephen Amell. TV's Green Arrow. He is Casey Jones. Casey Jones. I'm, how do you feel about him not having the long hair? Uh, Elias Codius is Casey Jones. I, I agree. Uh, he will always be Casey Jones. Yeah, I get uh, no, it. No respect, disrespect to uh, Stephen Amell. He's a big guy. He'll kill you. But, uh, yeah, he, he probably would. But no, I'm sorry, sir, but you can beat me to a pulp. You are not Casey Jones. No. Nope. Elias Codius. And you know what? You can try to beat me to a pulp. Elias Codius will protect me. That's so right. So there you go. But I'm excited to see him with that. The only thing I didn't like, he has a car. And it's something stupid as that. And he's wearing rollerblades, which, yeah. like, yeah. you can't be a badass and and wear rollerblades. I'm yeah. sorry. No, you I can't. agree with you. Um, but they kind of made the, nin- the turtle smaller. Um, so I think, I think that's going to be, you know, I think this one's going to be a lot better than the last one, so... Okay, I, I agree. Um, you want to talk about we we I think we got to move it along. You want to yeah, talk we'll about talk any, about one more, one more. Yeah, yeah, sure, um, sure. Let's talk about. Oh, I want two more actually. Two more. Let's you know do. What? This is our podcast. We can we, do as we please. We do whatever we have. no I'll, rules. This is Thunderdome right. mixed with Outback, baby. All no right. rules. Now the twenty year anniversary, and I personally am really excited for this movie, Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, curious. I am too. Cautiously. I, I had heard, well, of course, Will Smith's not in it. Mm-hmm. I had heard he wanted something like $500 million to do this movie. $500 million. Jeff Goldblum did it for like 30 bucks in a sandwich. He's, he's like, and his, and, his, and his dad is like, what, you guys getting paid on this? <laughs> Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch is yeah. like, I'm, I'll just be in a movie. <laughs> but, um, so basically, this movie, 20 years afterwards, the first ships that came were scout ships. Now oh, is the, that the premise? That's it. Oh, the actual shit. motherships are coming to... <laughs> We're going to play this shit on hard mode. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> what this is. Um, and Liam Hemsworth is in it. So we've got, uh, we've got younger Thor. We've got, we got younger Thor. Okay. Um, special. You know, like I said, Bill Pullman. You know, and I want to hear the, must go faster. Must go faster. What you thought you could do uh, uh, was take aliens uh, and... Uh, before you even thought about uh, if you could, you didn't even stop to think about whether or not you should. You know what I thought? I always think I always love him, and the reason why I love him is it's kind of like he has no idea what he's talking about. He's, he's always like thinking. He's like, great. He's like it's coming out of his mouth just as he's yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, no, that's, that's a, uh, a good uh, idea, Chris. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, before yeah. you even uh, knew what you had. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So All right. I, I give that one. I'm I'll probably be there that week to go see it. I'm not gonna go see it the day of, but I'll go see it. And the last one I want to talk about. Is the new Ghostbusters? Yeah, we got to talk about that. We we gotta talk we about gotta the talk new about Ghostbusters. That. Sure. sure. Um, but, uh, why don't we read the premise? Basically, it's a reboot. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a reboot. It's, it's very appropriate. It, we, we're is, just talking about it is a reboot. Reboots. All right. So the four now they've done an all female Ghostbusters, okay. which I I'm okay with. I I'm not. You know, it, it seems it seems gimmicky to me. Here's the thing: to me, it seems it seems it's gimmicky. Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. And I looked at it, and I saw the trailer, and I'll say this is kind of like what we say with our comic books: visually, absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah, gorgeous story. Oh God, I am not. I, I I'm not going to see this movie. And what, you're not you're not gonna go see it. No, this will probably be a red box if that. Oh wow. Um, but the thing that kind of makes me mad, I like all of these. I mean, these are all funny ladies, right? I, I, but I, I just I don't. And I like Paul Paul 
Is it Paul Feig? I think so, yeah. Paul, Paul Feig, the guy who did... Uh, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids and, and uh, The Heat and yeah, Spy. But I just... I don't know. I, I It's... it's. I don't see the need to make it a reboot, though. Why can't you just... I don't know. Do a new team. What, what I don't understand was, yeah, just advance the story. And and this yeah. is... See, this is a perfect example of where you could be yeah. doing a reboot to advance the story. If you want to have an all-girl... You know, all, pardon right. me, all-woman all uh, Ghostbuster team... Fine, do it. I don't have a problem but with that. But we don't that. need this. But but it's just, to do it as a reboot seems unnecessary. I think they're just going to take the original script and they're just going to update it. But the thing that made me mad too, the car, they're kind of pandering. It looks like the Ecto-1, but it's really not the Ecto-1 because now it's made of a hearse. It's not an ambulance. Do, do something new. Do, do something. something new. If, do something. If you're, you know, go full measure. Don't, don't if you're, if you're going to go all the opposite direction, you're going to do all female Ghostbusters. Right. Do something new, but and the new suits—they look like crossing guards. They've got like the the reflective tape and all that kind of crap on them. I, and I'm all right with it visually. I, I don't like I just, it. For me, from a creative perspective, I just think it's a missed opportunity to advance the story. Now, I personally am not a fan, but I do hear. Here's the thing that kind of made me mad, though. You know who signed off on this? Dan um, Aykroyd and Bill Murray both signed off on this. Well, I mean, Dan and, Aykroyd's been wanting a sequel for Ghostbusters for but years. From what I had heard. The what they were going, but here's the thing: they're doing this one, and then in, like they said, in like four years, they're doing another one with all guys, and they want like Chris Pratt and all people like that. So, is it going to take place in the same universe? I don't is know. It another, I have no idea. Uh, you know, I I I probably will see this in the theaters because I'm curious about it. But from nah. what I've seen so far, nah. I I don't I don't like I just I don't I. I they're not starting off with the warm and fuzzies with me. no no offense, ladies. You're you're not going to get my money. No, you guys are all. I mean, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, all of you know all of them. I think they're very talented. They're very funny. Um, I am cautiously uh, optimistic. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so you want to move on now? Just to, yeah, yeah. Uh, toy box. Why don't we? All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll go on to, to to toy box. Uh, I didn't have any particular upcoming toys that I was going to talk about this week, but. You went to our friends at Vieira Comics this I, week. I did. And you posted on Facebook about yep. it. Yep. You guys can go on the, on the uh, Facebook and actually see this. Um, that's actually where I bought my uh, Rocketeer issue, and that's actually where I bought my um, my, my Shadow uh, with the Twilight Zone. The owner, Pete, was actually the one who turned me on to the Twilight Zone Shadow because oh, he cool. was like, because I started telling him what I like, and automatically he's like, hey, which was kind of neat for me. He was wearing a Captain America suit, not like shirt suit. It's not every day that the Sentinel of Liberty is there is giving you comics. Literally comic selling you comics. Read this, so, citizen. One of the things that they do there, um, a lot like a lot of your uh, conventions and stuff like that, they have what's known as a mystery box. Basically, they take odds and ends of whatever. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking that episode of Family Guy where what's where, in the mystery where, box? Where you could you could leave with this boat, or you could get the mystery box. <laughs> What are you, th- Peter? What are you talking about? Pick the boat. Wait, 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 wait. It could be a boat. Wait a minute, Lois. A boat's a boat, but a mystery box could be anything. There could even be a boat in there. Then just pick the boat. We know how much we want a boat. <laughs> so that so they did a mystery box. But what was kind of neat for them is normally at cons, like you pay like twenty five bucks, and it could be anything in there. These guys, what they actually Seven did, head. it could be. I, I I've told them. I said if this is gonna be a severed head, I'm gonna be upset. Mm, yeah. But. What they actually do is they actually have them sectioned off. They have little labels on them. And they had ones for Walking Dead. They had ones that were specifically Star Wars. Ones that were specifically Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Uh, DC, Marvel, whatever. But the one that I got, it was a combine. It was a DC and Marvel. Mm -hmm. 
you pay 25 bucks for it. Yeah. But it is a guaranteed, guaranteed at least $50 worth of merchandise. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, came in nice little wrapping paper and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And the girlfriend picked up the wrapping paper because it had elephants on it. You know, Oh. Well, you kind of had the white elephant in the room. Is that Good kind choice. of choice. You know? Good choice. So we pick it out. I open it up. And I actually got... A, a plethora of stuff. I actually think I picked a good box. Would you say I have a plethora? Yes, a plethora. Do you know what a plethora means? <laughs> no, jefe. No, jefe. Could it be, uh, el guapo, that perhaps you are upset about something else? Oh, my and God. You are taking it out on me. All right, all right. So, God, I can't believe we just went We there. just worked. It, that just happened. We just worked in a Three Amigos reference. Gonna you make it? We didn't. Th- gonna make it. Gonna make it. Not gonna make it. Look up here. So, <laughs> look up here. Look up here. Look up here. One of the things, uh, the biggest thing that I got from them uh, was a Marvel Essentials Amazing Spider-Man. Um, this is a giant comic book. It is black and white. And what did we say it was? What years? It's like 1970. Well, I know because the yeah, 1978, 19 yeah, uh, 1976 through 1978. Yeah. And yeah, it's black and white. But I'll tell you what, it's really cool because this is like the heart. Of Spider-Man. This is when things kind of got interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really like that. This is that. like, uh, uh, I don't know, is the we were talking about the Jackal during one yeah. of our previous yeah. podcasts. Is the Jackal I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't had a you, chance you to get ready yet. Okay. Um, two of the things that I got, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm a, I'm a fan of these, but they're called Dorbs figures. And what they are, are these little... They look like the little Russian dolls, don't they? The little, the little. They do. I was thinking they actually look like a reverse Weeble. You know, I can like see we- that. Weeble, you know, Weebles wobble, but they don't fall. Yeah, down. but this one will fall down. Oh, this will totally fall and down. And this one ain't getting up. He's got a massive cranium. So, but they have little smiles on them or whatever. And two of them that I got um, were Marvel, and one of them was a Magneto. And we'll tell you, he does not look like he hates the world. I do not believe that this Magneto wants to kill and enslave humanity. No, he's I think like he wants to give everyone know, hugs a big a big metal hug. Yep. And then the other one is Beast. And he's, you know, and it's kind of neat for them. Like, they're just so darn cute. They are. And he's got like this big giant head, you know, and like the the beast. He's got this Rising. little tiny body. Yeah, right. And, you know, he's got the big giant haircut and all this kind of stuff. So, and they even added his little teeth on Beast, you know. They're cute. Yeah, they're, they're, cute. They're, they're cute. Little they're cool to put on the office. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, the other thing that I got was a another pop figure. I got a... Can you explain maybe what the pop figures are for people right. who don't know what they are? So, you should by now, if you, unless you live under a rock. Pop figures are everywhere. I'm, I, at first, I was never a fan of them. This isn't something that I want to collect, like, you know, exclusively. Because, honestly, I look at them and I'm like, they're kind of goofy looking. They've got a big giant head and a little cartoon body. And their eyes are always either all white or all black. So, this one, I got a Batman v Superman. Dawn of Justice. Historic court case. Yes, of course. Um, Aquaman, which is kind of cool for me. Is it, yeah, based off of kind of Jason Momoa. He's got the tats and yeah. everything. And he's got this, you know, big old head. And he's got his trident and little leather pants. But it gives me an idea of what we're kind of going to see with, you know, Aquaman. You, and you think they're going to do some, like, um, like some CGI and make Jason Momoa's his head, head like dis- freaking ginormous. disproportionately large? Yeah. Like Batman and Superman are going to be, like, uncomfortably looking at each other. Like, do you think he knows his head is that big? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but one of the things I actually got excited about because I saw the paint job on it, on his hair, is if you've seen him lately, people were kind of pissed off because he's not blonde. He's got that dark hair. Mm-hmm. But if you look... 
they're, they're actually lightening his hair up a lot. So mm-hmm. it's going to be like a light brown to a blonde. It's not going to be, you know, completely blonde, but I'm okay with it. I mean, like I said, it was, it's really cute. Another tchotchke, you know, you can put up in the office. Sure, sure. Um, so I got those four things and then I got a uh, Superman bottle opener, which you, how can you go wrong when you have the salt, you know, the Sentinel of Liberty helping you open up a beverage? You don't want to get drunk without the Man of Steel watching your back. Apparently. People keep you out of trouble. Right. So, but, you know, I got all of that for 25 bucks. Um, I, I recommend if you guys get a chance, go into the store, say hi, let them know that the Just Us Nerd sent you there because um, it is a, they're a fantastic local shop and, and we really, really approve and applaud um, what they do. Now, I got another figure, and I, I know you and I had the debate of, you know, originally you were going to get him, then you weren't going to get him. And He's then, wee Batman. Yeah, he is. He's a wee Batman. He, I, you know what? This is me. It, this, this is, is you. This is me. If I'm Batman, this is the... I should be excited about this figure. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is me. So what I got was the DC Comics Icons Batman figure. Um, this one has great articulation, um, and it comes with so much stuff. He actually comes with four different hands, one of which actually is a, connected to a grappling hook that I actually have him hanging up from one of my uh, yeah, shelves. Yeah, repelling down. I have him repelling down. Cool. Comes with two batarangs, um, you know, and like I said, the articulation on him, he's got wrist, he's got forearm, he's got bicep, um, and not just bicep, then he's got the shoulder. Um, you got ankle pivot and all? Uh... Nope. No ankle pivot. No ankle pivot, but he's got calf and then the boot, the actual toe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess you can call that a pivot. No, no I mean, it doesn't. It, it, no, it no, no, pivots no. forward and backwards, but not side right. to side. But so you can't you can't get them in like those kind of uh, wide stance Right, poses. but what's kind of cool that I like is actually look at the knee. It's it's separate. There's two separate joints. Yeah, It's yeah. not just one locking joint. Yeah, that's nice. Um, paint job. I love the paint job on this. It's this... Beautiful midnight blue, and, you know, he's got the white eyes, the big black bat across his chest. Um, it's more of a Damian Wayne kind of Batman bat. Yeah. You notice yeah, that? Thinks, I, I think it looks more like the, um, kind of the Jim Lee Hush Batman eh, kind symbol of, to me. See he's got the smaller head? Yeah. Phrasing. Yeah, that's right. So, but detail-wise, um, they actually show, like, the folds in his fabric. Um... His boots, you know, you can actually see they're shinier than the rest of the, the fabric, just mm. like his gauntlets. Yeah. Um, his head, he's actually got eyebrows. He's got, yeah, you know, he's got yeah. eyebrows in there, the eyes. Um, you know, he looks pissed off, but that's Batman. That's it's Batman. okay. He's got smaller ears, which I like. Um, the cape, I, like I said, I think the cape is so cool. It actually molds to his body. He's got a nice sculpt. Yep. Yeah. He's he's tiny, though. That's that's the thing. He's wee Batman. He's, he is wee Batman. He's a wee Batman. He's not like a G.I. Joe height, but he's, you know... I'd say he, is, he is not like most action figures, like the Marvel Legends and the DC Multiverse. No, he's are about smaller. Six, they're like six-inch tall figures. Uh, this, I'd say, is probably... I mean, it's just shy of that. It, yeah, so it's, you're right. It's bigger than a G.I. Joe, but it's just slightly smaller. I think the reason for this is because this is supposed to be Dick Grayson as Batman. Which I'm cool with. I, yeah. I've always liked that. But um, but the thing that I like about this Icons series is they all kind of interact. And what they, what I mean by that oh, is... Oh, I know what you're going to say. They, yeah. they actually have other figures that coincide with other figures. Like, they have a dead man figure. And what he comes with, he comes with... His, you know, his head, but they come with the top portion of his torso. D- Dead Man, for those of you not familiar, this is a supernatural character in DC 
who's essentially a ghost and has the power to possess the right. living. So in this, they actually have the top portion of his body, and it's kind of see-through. And you can put it over any of the figures, and he'll actually take over. Um, so it shows that he's possessed. Another thing that they do, they do an accessories box where, like, your flash, it comes with a different set of hands where it shows him, like, running. It shows, like, the whoosh, you know, yeah, like, the, yeah. the lightning. The effects, yeah. Um, they cool. have trophy cases. They have, like, Dr. Fate's helmet. They have, um, like, a thing of kryptonite encased. They come with, Batman comes with more, um... Batarangs, they come with different Batarangs for Green Arrow, comes with different arrows, trick arrows. I think like on Big Bad Toy Store, you actually, you, yeah. there's an accessory pack. It is, you can buy that's it. what I was that, talking about. Yeah. Talking about. They're, yeah. they're like 20, 21 or 22 bucks, mm. but what comes with them is just really neat and and makes you want to buy them. So mm -hmm. I, I give it, uh, what are we doing? Are we rate them out of 10? I yeah, mean, sure. For how, the skull, how, many how many Batarangs you given this figure? At a, at a 10? Out of 10, yeah. I'd, I'd give it 8. 8 out of 10 Batarangs. The only reason, like I said... First it, try. It's kind of short. And that's that's really it. He's kind of small. Hey, man. I know short. He knows. And short is awesome. See? So. All right. You know what? T let me give you a scenario, all right? You got to fight two dudes, mm -hmm. all right? I'm mm -hmm. telling you, you got to fight. You got to fight one dude... Who's six feet tall? Yeah, never been in a fight in his life. Yeah, or you got to fight five foot six Batman. Oh, who you want to fight? I'm gonna fight that big guy. You're gonna fight that big guy, That's right? That's right. Doesn't matter. Nope. Ass kickings come in small packages. Nope. Boom. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a bumper sticker or something right. like that. I'm right. Right. I'm uh, gonna mint that anyway. All right. Cool. Uh, so you you like this? Where'd you find this? So just for people want um, to look for it. Actually, believe it or not, I went on Big Bad Toy Store. You can probably go. You can actually go to your local comic book stores. Um, I've seen them there. Like I said, I saw them at Vieira Comics. I saw them at a, at a couple other stores as well. So, cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you think we got time to do uh, required reading? Yeah. Let's let's finally talk about it. I mean, okay. it's got to end. We've, it's we've, good. We've, <laughs> this must end. We've been talking about this for. This for has weeks. to end now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are finally talking about the nail. The nail. The nail. Okay. So. Um, this is part of a section that I call required reading, which is just a, a time where we talk about books or graphic novels that we've read that just are really cool and we want to share it with you. Yeah. So The Nail is an Elsewhere, Elseworlds story uh, by DC, and Elseworlds is sort of a, a series of stories that are told that they take place outside of the main continuity. Yeah. Sort of a Twilight Zone, if you will, of the... If you will. If you will. Imagine a DC universe taking place outside of the DC universe. It's during a, a okay, I can't think. A of, I, DC I, I, cataclysm. A DC cataclysm. Anyway, anyway, the seizures are becoming less and less frequent, Chris. It's okay. Medication the, uh, helps. Medica, yes, the uh, the neurontin is 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 helping. Um, so. Uh, they take place outside of the main continuity, so it gives you an opportunity to, to kind of do a what if. So right. What if Bruce Wayne's parents hadn't been killed? What and this this story is what if there were no Superman right. in the DC universe? And actually, I think the best way that it describes it, they actually have this. Would you call it a poem? It is. It's a. It's, it's a verse. Yeah. It's it, it's it's a verse. It's you know, for want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the knight was lost. For want of a knight, the battle was lost. So it was, a kingdom was lost, all for want of a nail. So basically what they mean is if one thing, basically the butterfly effect. The butterfly effect, One absolutely. thing goes wrong, everything else changes. So if you're saying if you cast Ashton Kutcher in a movie, then the whole movie goes wrong? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, uh, maybe. Okay. So 
in in this uh, in this story, it begins with a you know scene we've seen replayed in comic book oh, and yeah. movies time and again. Uh, Ma and Pa Kent, they're about to get into their pickup. Uh, only to find though, only to find there is a nail in the tire of their truck, and he can't fix it because he doesn't have a flat, so, or he doesn't have a spare. So they decide to stay in. So what? Pivotal event? Did they miss? They they miss the the landing of Clark. Superman. Basic, yeah, Clark Clark arriving on Earth, and that's all you see. We're not going to yep. spoil the, nope. the ending for you, but that's that's basically all you see. Um, now now flash forward. Uh, we are introduced to a DC universe continuity that reminds me somewhat of like the Silver Age sort of yeah eighties DC continuity, but with some some significant differences for one we have no superman no one's nope. ever heard of a superman before um uh, what we have uh, lex luther uh, is mayor he's mayor of metropolis. metropolis um instead of the daily planet being a well it still might have a newspaper but they have J- uh, wgbs news and actually who's, that's and see that's who's more on it. of the silver age right. continuity perry white is actually the host of the show but you also come to find out that jimmy olsen is the deputy mayor underneath lex luther right Luther. right 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 and they actually kind of talk about his zany antics from like the 60s yeah yeah and that's kind of cool how you know he got turned into turtle boy and red elastic, devil elastic and, lad and yeah um so, so it's referencing events that take place in the in in that uh, Silver Age DC universe right. continuity. But of course, you know, I guess y- you can take the guy out of the city, but the, never the city out of the guy. Kind of, the, I guess you can take the evil out of Lex Luthor, kind of a situation. But you can't take the Lex Luthor out of the evil. Right. He's still got a problem with the metahumans, and he wants to to basically eradicate. Them. So even in the absence of Superman, sort of his, his platform is that, you know, we need to we, we cannot tolerate having these uh, superhuman beings among us basically right. making decisions for us. So that's very consistent with yep. the, the character. Yeah, so now now we have the in this story, so we have the Justice League basically without a Superman and and Chris, this is a this is a, a much darker dar- Justice yeah, this, League. This is a much darker Justice League. This is a much darker story because we have characters that are are dead in this continuity that aren't normally dead. They actually um they actually make fun of Diana because of her outfit. Like Hawkgirl tells her, she tells her by uh she says that they must be be symbols of good, you know, and Wonder Woman saying that, and then uh she looks at her Wonder or Hawkgirl looks at her and says, How? By dressing up for politicians, and she has her cute little outfit on and <laughs> she basically tells her how would we do that, Diana? By dressing up like a whore? No, whore. Whore! A whore, as my mother would say. If you're listening to this with your children, I am so sorry. Yes. Uh, now we've just taught them a word. Now we've taught them a word, and you've got to deal with that, so I'm, I'm really right. sorry. So, but it comes to find out the Justice League needs a press agent. And who is that press agent, Chris? Oh, why don't we have anybody else? We'll pick Lois Lane. Lois Lane, perfect. She's kind of got a... Uh... Got a little bit of a bob going on. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The, the, the haircut, but it's kind of no. That's kind of like a Three Stooges, uh, like a mo. No, it's nah, kind nah. of a mo. You know, for the time, I think it was fashionable. Yeah, but, I guess. But that aside, I mean, she's very. You know, her, her characterization is very consistent yeah. with uh, with the pretty much the same continuity. nosy reporter. I love her exchanges with Batman. Yeah, she uh, tells him he's basically unhelpable. <laughs> yeah, that that you know she she's like I am here to help people not be afraid of you, and you are not helping me, sir. By by scaring the shit out of people, and basically he goes, "Well, that's my job. That's that's my job. That's my job. Get out of my way. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, thank you. Um, dramatically, and, that's Batman. Dramatically. So anyway, they have a uh, their meeting, and Batman finds out. 
that Arkham is being taken over. Shit's going down. Right. Joker basically is taking shit over, and he's kind of got some mechwar. He's been, yeah, someone has equipped the Joker with some uh, some technology. Power power gauntlets, and he has taken over Gotham. So it's pretty cool. Um, Not Gotham, Arkham. 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 So, you know, and... um, we don't want to, you know, I don't want to give everything away. This, this is a, basically, this is a great mystery. I mean, it's a great story. It's a, it's a mystery because there is a mastermind behind all of this. Right. You don't know who the mastermind is. And when you find out, Chris, I think you're going to be very surprised. Yep. Uh, so it, it's, I completely recommend it. This is called The Nail. It's an Elseworlds, Elseworlds tale written by Alan David and then drawn by Mark Farmer. That'd be Alan Davis. So... Oh, Alan Davis? Oh, Alan Davis. Da- pardon me. Pardon, sorry, sir. Alan Davis. So get out to your local comic book store, pick up a copy of this, or yeah. you'll probably find it in Barnes & Noble or on Amazon. Pretty much that. wherever you buy your comics, it's probably there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, folks, like Doc Brown, we are out of time, so we're going to have to ask you all politely to make like a tree and get, get out, out of here. here. Uh, but before we go, please... Uh, Contact us. Be part of the conversation. Email us at justusnerdspc, that's PC as in podcast, at gmail.com. Please like us on Facebook. Uh, man, that sounded really desperate. Yeah. Please, please, right. just like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> we have healthy self-esteem. Uh, yeah, visit our, our Facebook page. You can see pictures of the things that we're, we're talking about. Uh, you can listen to more of this podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, um, we're updated Nerds. now on SoundCloud. We're updated now. Uh, you can check out previous episodes there, and uh, we, we look forward to hearing from your comments. So Absolutely. On behalf of myself, Jay, and Chris, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll be with you next time. Thanks. See ya. Bye.